This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is The Art of the Setup. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why Tinder might not be getting you laid after all, and what happened when a woman's ex found the wedding registry that she created for them. He didn't know about it. (laughs) Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who is worried about her boyfriend's female coworker and a single mom wondering how to meet people. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She's a former Ralph Lauren personal shopper turned founder of the matchmaking company Last First. Please welcome Emily Holmes-Hahn. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. So you have a background in fashion in Paris, of all places. How did you go from that to ending up in the New York matchmaking industry? It was very fateful and organic. Um, I was super happy and settled in my life and my job in Paris. And a friend who worked back in New York uh, at a matchmaking company reached out randomly with an opportunity to interview. I interviewed, loved the people, was sold on the idea of the job, and moved back all my stuff. I mean, I'd lived there for three years. Um, I moved back within two weeks, and I started working at that company. I haven't looked back. Wow. Did What made her reach out to you? I think that we both had a similar skill set in education. We were both acting students at Tisch. So um, there's a high level of like EQ that's involved with matchmaking. She knew also, I mean, she's, you know, a fashionable girl. I was, you know, working in an industry she might have liked and I had, you know, had always admired her industry from a distance also. So it was like a little. I wouldn't think like acting and fashion would naturally translate to matchmaking necessarily. They really don't. But I have a good eye for like a put together person, I suppose. Yeah. And also brand in terms of creating my own company for sure. Like that my, you know, my love of fashion has played into that and the branding and the press that we target. So did you, you didn't personally ever have any experience like using a matchmaker or, or anything like that? No. Wow. No. Um, so I feel like for a lot of people, at least for me, like my point of reference for matchmaking is like VH1 reality shows, like <laughs> Patty Stanger, right? That's yes. Uh, how accurate are those shows? Is that like your life? No, they're very inaccurate, which is amazing for us. It's a great counter sales point when you're trying to explain to somebody why you're different. And, you know, I mean, it's basically just, you know, do, you know, do you, do you think that she really gets you or do you feel like I get you a little bit more? And for my clients, that's a no-brainer. And, you know, Patty's amazing and she put us all on the map. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a lot it, – it's all for the show at the end of the day. I think if you're willing to go and expose your life on reality television and all those intimate things about yourself, I mean, you're probably just not wanting to work with my company and vice versa. So Right. So what's it really like? I think, I mean, it is really emotional. It is really intimate, the things that we learn about people. We um, spend just a lot of time listening to stories and listening to how dates went. And Sounds like part therapy. Yes, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, what is the process that you go through to find clients, vet potential clients, and set them up? 
to find clients, it's all word of mouth. Um, we don't advertise. We don't buy Google search because um, we like to – it kind of ends up wasting less of our time if somebody – like if you – if I feel like you get me and I get you, then your friend is probably, you know, a better use of, of all of our time than just some random person who Googles NYC matchmaker, you know, and finds the first thing that comes up. So um, word of mouth, people can read a little bit about us and um, – and yeah, it's grown, it's kind of snowballed really organically in just that way. So how long does it typically take for you to match two people up? Like somebody comes with you, they have like their first consultation, and then how long usually before they go on a, a it date? It totally varies. We have a couple of clients who it's literally one date and they're still with that person, a handful of those. Um, then we have some clients who, you know, they date through the program for nine months and then they're like, hey, what happened to that first girl you introduced me to? She's still single. <laughs> um, but it's, I think on average, probably three to four months to really find the one for a client. Okay. I would imagine like most people coming to you, like they're looking for something serious and they're like really ready to settle down. Do you think that like, do, do you find that that happens? Like that, that, like how you said some people are still with their first date person. Does that happen a lot? Because I think so. I think ready. it is the mindset and like the mindset of a person who's willing to put real time and money into this, you know, into themselves and into their love life is going to be different from just the kind of the person who signs up for a free app and, you know, has a thumb and <laughs> swipes yeah. all day. So walk me through the process. If I come to you and I'm single and I'm like, all right, I want to hire you. Just like what happens next? So we would meet up for a coffee or a drink. I do it in a social setting if you're looking to hire us. If you're looking to just be in the network and be matched, you would come into our office and book a time for that. If you're looking to hire us, we meet out. It's a very thorough, long kind of discussion, kind of like a date where we just get to know each other, backgrounds. Wait, being in the network versus hiring you is kind of like being the bachelorette versus yes. being <laughs> – being one of a contestant. Okay, got it. Okay. Yes, exactly. All right. <laughs> so if you want to be the bachelorette, we would go out for coffee okay. or drinks. If you just want to be a contestant, you'd book a time to come into our office. Um yeah, and we talk about, I mean, right off the bat, people open up really fast. So we talk about what's your relationship like with your father? Um, what's your most treasured memory? And there are no right and wrong answers, but it's more just how people speak about things that let me know if I think that they're ready and I think that I could work well with them. So we don't make an offer to everybody. It's um, It just depends on who I think. And, you know, and most people who don't want to make an offer to are people who don't like us either. So it's fine. But you know, we have to have really good chemistry in order to be able to launch such a personal search like this. So you decide you want to work with them, and then how do the, how does the setup start to happen? So then we book another time with myself and some of my matchmakers, and we go through an even more in-depth consultation. We ask really fun questions like, what's the theme song of your life? And we ask... Um, if you could have a dinner party with five people living or dead, who are you bringing? And we actually use Salesforce because we know so many people now. So it's like a CRM where we can type in all of everybody's answers as well as keywords about their energy, like flirtatious or shy or whatever it is. Um, and we're very detailed with those. So our first step is after we do that consultation, we can then go into our Salesforce, type in the top qualities that we think you might be looking for in a match. Um, and then, you know, and we can also do things like, of course, an age range, a religion. You know, if your 
five foot 10. So you need to meet a guy who's six feet and, you know, whatever we can put all that stuff in and that will generate a big list of matches. That's the only scientific part of what we do beyond that. It's literally all intuition. And it's like a lot of light bulb moments like, Oh my God, she was laughing at that joke. And he left when I made that same bad joke. So they would be perfect together and they line up on paper. So, and then you set up a bunch of dates or you do just start one at a time. Totally one by one because we don't want people to have that candy store mentality. Interesting. What do you find like when you do these like screener questions? Um, has there been anything interesting? Like what is the most common thing that people say they're looking for? Hmm. Um, I would say somebody family oriented is really common in my membership. Um Let's see. Curious. Curious is a huge one. General curiosity. Like so I have that in my like Twitter bio. Oh, really? I do. It just, Good says, for you. it just says curious. If you weren't pregnant, you could be a contestant. <laughs> You'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm just curious. Well, it does show that you're family oriented. <laughs> yes. It's taken. Yes, I am. I am family oriented, but very much taken. Um, so you're getting married. You're not single yourself. How did you meet your guy? We met um, totally in the an- most antithetical way to my business possible. We met at a bar in the West Village. Um, and yeah, I wish I could say that we were match made, but we were not. Wow. IRL is still possible. I know. Well, it's, it's so it rare. You're like a unicorn. I know. <laughs> Six years ago, though. It is still IRL, I guess. There's no swiping. It's involved. much more right. humane than letting a computer do it for you. It's true. It's true. I, I have another question about matchmaking. What is the what do you consider a success? Like, like is a success considered they they like someone and they date them for three months, or is a success marriage? Like at what point is your job done? It's exactly what you first said. It's a relationship that lasts a couple of months. Um, beyond that, you know, if he gets a job in LA and she doesn't want to go or, you know, she cheats on him. I can't prevent those things. He has to pay, pay again. Right. Exactly. (laughs) He can't ask for a refund. (laughs) No, sadly, though that has happened where people say, oh, I was totally unhappy. They broke up with me. And I'm like, well, you know, were you with them for a good amount of time? And there were enough reasons to stay with each other. So, but usually clients are more understanding and, you know, they know that, we can only do a really little piece of the job, actually. So much of this job lies within the right client and knowing who the right client is and doing a lot of self-work and being ready to get into a relationship. And I'll just put the person in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, because that's so interesting. Yeah, what is success is so elusive in a way. Right. But but yeah, oh, that's cool. So you consider it like a few months. I'm curious to know, I know you won't discuss how much you charge, but can you tell us if you charge like per date they go on or if you find them a boyfriend or like, do you have like a bonus if they get married? That like, would be cool. Like no, I wish. Me, yeah, you charge me. Yeah, 5000 extra dollars if you uh, put a ring on. Right, on top of your wedding and <laughs> ring and all that. <laughs> um, no, we. it's an upfront payment and it gets you 18 months of service. So we like to think of it as we want it to be as short as possible. You pay upfront for as little time as possible, but you have the luxury of 18 months. If you want to date someone for a year through the program, you guys break up, you could still come back. And if you're in the balance of those 18 months, you have more introductions that you can go on through us. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Is it like a flat rate or is it like per person? Flat. No, it's flat rate. So it's. you won't tell us what it is. All right. All right. You really got to, you got to meet with her for coffee. It's an investment. Yes. If you guys want to know, you know, you got to call her up. Yes. It could be the bachelor or a contestant. (laughs) Up to you. 
Uh, all right. We are going to talk later on in the podcast more about setting someone up and how you can apply Emily's techniques into your own dating life. But for now, it is time to jump into what's in the news. First, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Skip meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. Enjoy delicious meals that are great on the grill, like honey chipotle glazed chicken with poblano and lime rice. Angela, that sounds like you. Uh, Yes, I love some honey glazed anything that sounds delicious. I know you do. You can also add smoky depth to your dinner while enjoying the warm weather and getting those perfect grill marks. With incredible ingredients and chef design recipes, Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. We also think Blue Apron is a really fun date night because it's fun to cook together. And if you go to the grocery store, you're going to spend a ton of money buying all those groceries and you're going to have a lot of extra food. Like if your recipe calls for celery, you're going to like... You're going to have like five extra stocks of celery that you're not using, but they give you, I like that they have like the pre-portioned ingredients. I I just feel like it's less wasteful and it's so much cheaper than going to the grocery store to like cook a meal with a date. 100%. And because Blue Apron meals are already pretty quick to cook, if you do it with somebody else, like on a date, you'll have them, you'll have your dinner ready even faster and you get to eat faster, which is amazing. Good point. So Blue Apron is convenient. Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. See? Quick. About the length of one of our podcasts. So also, if you're just like hanging out at home by yourself, forget date night. You just want to listen to a pop in an episode of This Is Why You're Single, cook yourself some meat food, some meals. Yeah. some. This Is Why You're Single and Honey Chipotle Glazed Chicken. Who could ask for anything more? The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. And they're super flexible. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits your schedule. And they're high quality. You can trust Blue Apron. They send only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Love it. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash single. That's blueapron.com slash single to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a A better better way way to cook. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news for us all to discuss? Um, So I've been reading Cosmo, one of our faves. What was that? Cosmo. Sexy. Thank you. Um, there was this report from Hannah Smothers. Uh, she's reporting Tinder isn't getting people laid. Uh, what? I thought that was the whole point. I know. But so there was this study that um, people who use picture-based mobile dating apps are not having more casual sex than people who don't. Um, there was It's the Norwegian University of Science and Technology. They published a study. <laughs> those Those... Norwegians, uh, examining the dating habits of 641 university students between the ages of 19 and 29. And what they found was that while students on apps uh, basically expressed higher rates of being horny and a high desire for a short-term partner, they weren't having more sex than non-app using people. So basically, everything is hopeless. No one's getting laid. Well, why is this? So they didn't really get into the why, but certain things, they found like little details. So they found like um, on apps, women are pickier than men. They that women spend more time on dating apps than men do. Um, and it's maybe because women take longer to consider each candidate. Yes, duh. And then the other thing they found was that uh, fewer people than you might suspect are using Tinder um, to cheat, which kind of relates to another study we read recently about how people aren't telling like, big lies on dating apps they're telling like little tiny white lies 
So yeah. not like, oh, I'm single lies. Right, right, right. Um, they, they, they tell a lot of little lies. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I'm into that book too. Right. Those lies. Um, Does this surprise you, Emily? Um, Tinder for cheating actually really surprises me, but I'm so removed from the dating app world myself. But I mean, it, it's surprising, but I guess I guess it's not that surprising, right? Do you, I mean, oh, it's weird because I thought like Tinder was synonymous with like hooking up. Right. Well, it's not saying that people aren't having sex. I guess it's just that it's like no better of a way to get laid than meeting someone in a bar. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean... I, guess. I think it means it's all about the person. It's like uh, how you're using whatever intro method you're using. That makes sense. Do you find that a lot of people come to you because they have like dating app fatigue and they've been like, they just like outswiped? Definitely. Absolutely. I think, yeah. And, and I encourage all of my clients to get off of dating apps as soon as they sign up really? to, you know, have that more focused approach and an approach where you can actually like focus an app, you know, right down to the color scheme and the fonts on a dating app. It's not designed to get you to focus on a human being. It's designed to get you to go back on the app and, you know, it's addictive. Yeah. Do you ever have people that are like using your services and like not listening to your advice and still swiping and like... Oh, absolutely. Yes. And you have more than half. Like, (laughs) stop it. Stop. I don't, but I should. See, this is when when people are like, I got ghosted. I don't get it. It's because they're using all these different services. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, this is if you're not getting laid, don't feel bad about yourself. Uh, (laughs) Laura, what are you reading? I've been reading our favorite New York magazines, The Cut. This is an article by Melanie Kadahuda Mm -hmm. uh, called That Time My Ex Found My Fake Wedding Registry. I love this story so much. So a year after breaking up with her boyfriend, who she'd lived with, he'd wanted to get married, apparently. She was excited to be single. She got a call from him. And this is what she wrote. The last time we talked, Adam, not his real name, had mentioned that he'd met someone in in the city. They became serious pretty quickly. I'd liked the engagement post and wrote a congratulatory comment below the many left by mutual friends. And now, for lack of a better reason, I assume that was why he was calling me, because he felt he needed to make sure that I was handling the news okay. So she called him back. Uh, She says, we exchanged a few short pleasantries. And then he quickly got to his point. Uh, Hey, I'm actually calling because I'm engaged. And she says, I know, I saw on Facebook. Congratulations. I really couldn't be happy for you. And and then he said, thank you. Uh, Yeah, we're both really excited. And that uh, why I called, we're having a problem with our registry. You see, we're trying to set it up. And when we searched my last name, another registry comes up also. Uh... So apparently this guy had a very unique last name and an equally uncommon first name. And she writes, it's highly unlikely that anyone else in the world would have his exact name at all, let alone another person on the same wedding registry website. The second I realized why he called, mortification hit me like a punch in the gut. He had found the fake registry that I'd set up for us years ago. So apparently when they were together, she'd gone on the knot.com and created a wedding date 10 years into the future and registered for China and everything you register for. And so she told him, she was like, oh, you know, I just like made it just for fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure I told you about it. I don't know. It was a long time ago. And he said, that is, you definitely did not tell me about this at all. I can't believe you'd make a fake wedding registry. You were the one that wasn't ready to get married. Um, So needless to say, he was like, this is causing me a lot of problems with my current fiance. Like, you got to take this down. 
it's causing a lot of confusion with relatives. They're searching for my name and they're oh finding my, like, it's heartbreaking. my wedding registry of my ex. But apparently she didn't know the password, did not work at the same place that she worked at at the time. So she didn't have that email address. And then she tried to call customer service, but like customer service was a bitch and she like couldn't get through to the knot. And she like told them her circumstance. She's like, you got to take it down. My ex-boyfriend's freaking out on me. The knot was probably like, can we use this for something, <laughs> right. please? So needless to say, like, finally like like after like weeks it got taken down but uh is this not the funniest story you guys have heard my biggest takeaway though is i can't believe you can't make uh two accounts for somebody with like the same name well no you can make two accounts that's not the problem it's just confusing when people go to search his name and then like yeah two of them come i mean up. i'm assuming she has a different name than his current fiance yeah, but if his name is like like i don't know like <laughs> baba goosh <laughs> person <laughs> the third like some name that no one else has like it like you don't he doesn't I mean, want he doesn't want two registries would, out there i would still be like but that's not baba ganoush's fiance's name <laughs> <laughs> you know i would figure it out you'd figure yeah, it out they probably it's, know it's his ex it's so embarrassing well, yeah, yeah yeah you get it Emily. Yeah. You get it you get it uh, <laughs> i think he just wanted a reason to call her i mean like girls make like pinterest's for pinterest yeah. What is it? Pinterest's. Pinterest's, plural Pinterest. Pinterest for like weddings, you know, and you can make those private at least. But like, I really thought you could make wedding registries private, but I don't know. Maybe she just, maybe when she made it years ago, yeah. you like couldn't make it private. And no, I think you still can't. Cause I was shocked. Really? I started mine and then like people started. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize like that wasn't all stuff I wanted. But oh, yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Because when? when I went to make my baby registry, I definitely could put like, I made it on a couple different sites. I was like, I'm going to figure it out later which site I actually want to use. And there was one that I, I could make it private. It was like. Oh, really? Yeah. But maybe the wedding ones, they don't let you do that. I don't know. They want you to get that china right away. <laughs> but, you know, I think I love how he called her and he was like, you were the one that didn't want to get married. Her making a fake registry does not mean that she wanted to marry him. It means she wanted to look at china. And she wanted some free shit. Yeah. Yeah. And she wanted to just like imagine what that would be like. But how mortifying. I've made a fake registry. What? But luckily for with my current boyfriend, so as long as we don't break up, I will have no etiquette does problems know about in the it? future. Um, Angela, okay, I'm oh, literally Googling so right good. now. Angela I was like, you know, we moved <laughs> recently. It's a really easy way to like look for interior design stuff. I was like, oh, look at these couch pillows. Wait, it's not coming up when I Google. Did you put I in, forget in if name? I, you know what? I think I only use their first names. It was a former um, sponsor of the podcast oh. that we had. That was a wedding registry Zola. website. Zola, yes. I found it. Ian and Angela's oh my God. wedding <laughs> website. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so icky that you found it. Oh, wait. I think it's a different Ian and Angela. No way. I have to get in touch with them. Wait, I, feel I like don't. That's not a common I don't think combination this, of names. I don't think this. What is did you, they register for? There's like a picture, and that's not. This you, could those, I, see. I might have to contact these people, and it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to be like, "Excuse me." When this, people look for me, they're finding you. It's actually just pictures of their legs, but they're not your legs. Okay. Yeah, those are not my sneaks. Um, they write, "Is this not you, Angela and Ian's wedding registry on Zola?" I, let me say, what did they register for? All right, they registered for. Good grip silicone pastry brush. <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't that. That didn't make it onto my list. Nonstick ten piece bakeware set. No, but I like the marble vase. 
Oh, I want a. Is that a crock pot? Crock pot. All right, they have the. They have some. They like to eat. Obviously, they're kitchen people. Yeah. A lot of kitchen stuff. All right. Well, you're not, not engaged, mine. so you're just crazy. <laughs> yeah. You, you you waited till you were engaged, Emily, before you made we your wedding. Did. We did. We did. But now I'm kind of feeling out of the loop. So <laughs> apparently, <laughs> it's a thing. See, but like you can't start too early with these things because like products go unavailable. That's true. And yeah. like you know, and then and then like. Half of the set is not available, but the other half is. And then someone gets you the half set, but the other, the cups that matched are no longer whatever. It could be, an, it could be a problem. Right. right. Um, so needless to say, maybe just stick to Pinterest and don't make fake wedding registries or you're going to end up like Melanie. Right? Or potentially yep. me in a few years. <laughs> exactly. All right. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick Sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care of. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients personally tailored to your exact needs. What you do is you go online, you fill out their fun online quiz. It makes it really easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. And, you know, they'll ask you things about your diet and your health goals and your lifestyle choices. And then they'll tell you these are the vitamins you need, and this is what we're going to send you. Which vitamins do you take, Laura? I take probiotics because, I don't know, you know, gut stuff. I found out that because I have been, like, cutting out dairy that I needed to take some calcium. Uh, I was taking prenatals. Uh, What else? Oh, fish oil because that's important when you're pregnant. Um, So I needed those. And even, like, postpartum too. Right. You need to take those. Um, Yeah. I I think that's all that's in my packet. I don't know. At this point, I just, like, pop open the packet and, like, pop it in my mouth. You just know they're sending you good stuff. Yeah. Nice. So Care Of is just going to be your go-to subscription box for anything vitamin. Your subscription box includes individually wrapped packets with your specific vitamins and supplements for easy grab and go. You'll receive a 30-day supply shipped right to your door, and it costs about 20% less when compared to similar brands at local drug and health food stores. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter our promo code ThisIsWhy. For 25% off your first month, that's takecareof.com and enter the promo code ThisIsWhy. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Now, I know you guys know Lola because they're known for their line of period products made with organic cotton. We love them because we, we care about what's going in our body. Well, now Lola also offers sex products made with women in mind and specifically formulated to help maintain vaginal pH, apparently. Oh, yeah. Ian and I are kind of obsessed with it, specifically the lube, because, I mean, it has, it's like, doesn't have all that bad stuff in it. It doesn't have parabens or synthetic flavors or whatever other lubes have. Yeah. But it also just feels really good. It's pretty amazing. I know. You you took a big box of it home, and then the next week I saw you, you were like, I... Lube has changed my life. I'm a lube convert. I, I wasn't a lube person before, but you know what? Changed my life. There you go. Um, so maybe it'll change your life too. Also, don't forget, Lola makes your month a little easier with their period product subscriptions, which I love. It's fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, your perfect mix of absorbency, your number of boxes, and the frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible, so you can change, skip, or cancel anytime. You pick your products. You choose from organic cotton tampons, which are available with a BPA-free plastic applicator, or in an, in an environmentally non-applicator format. They've also got pads and liners. You can also 
add a box of each. It's great, super customizable, which I love because, you know, then you're never running out. Yeah. And if you're interested in the Sex by Lola line, that's available for a one-off purchase or subscription. You can add to your period subscription so everything is conveniently delivered to your ideal schedule. Sex by Lola are gynecologists approved to maintain a healthy pH balance and guarantees peace of mind knowing what is going on and uh, in your body. Do good with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. I love that. And you're going you're gonna to feel good about yourself too. Guys, for 40% off your order, that's a pretty big, pretty huge hookup, I would say. Visit mylola.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40 to get started. That's mylola.com, just M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter our promo code SINGLE40 to get started. All right, Angela, what questions do we have in the mailbox for Emily to help us answer? Okay. First up, we have an email from our listener, Jenny. Jenny says, I totally love the podcast. Thanks, Jenny. Um, Reason why I decided to reach out to you today is for some advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for about a year now. He works in marketing for a house remodeling company. So sometimes they go out of state for shows and showcase and stay over there for the weekend. They usually get paired by gender to share rooms. This time he got sent there with a woman and they are sharing a room. Now I totally trust him, but I do not know the girl. They are in Virginia Beach for just two nights. You know, beach vibes, nice weather and all. You know, things can happen easily. (laughs) As soon as I get near a beach, I'm (laughs) dropping my panties. Um, So she says, I understand women and men should be treated the same and have equal rights, but I'm quite uncomfortable with the fact that they are sharing a room. He is 24 and she is 29, I believe. I don't want to tell my boyfriend because I feel like I would put the guilt on him since he was kind of forced last minute into going on this trip. I'm trying to convince myself that I shouldn't be bothered by it. Am I wrong for feeling that way? How do I talk to him about it without making him feel bad? What do you guys think? Yeah. I would say you have to talk to him about it because it's never good to let, if this is how you're feeling, it's never good to keep that inside if you're in a long-term relationship. And his answer, I mean, you know, he should be able to give you an answer. I mean, likely it's nothing to worry about at all and you don't even know this girl and you have a great relationship. So I think, you know, talk to him about it. Um, And if his answer isn't satisfactory, then maybe you should reconsider your relationship. But my, my guess is that it would be. Right, unless he, she's like not telling us something that like she has a right. reason to be worried, but it doesn't as as long as he doesn't have like a history of cheating or anything, I don't think there's any reason to think that just because he's sharing a room with this girl, something is going to happen. Right. And I I oh wait, what were we going to say? Well, she's sweet. She said she didn't want to guilt him. So yeah. I mean, I think it's all this is all coming from a good place, and if we put it out on the table, it should clear itself up. Yes. Yeah. I have experience being the girl <gasps> in the room. Really? And I didn't hook up. And what happened? Nothing, nothing. So this is when I worked at a magazine and we were sent, I was sent, I think we went to Boston. It was like Boston or Pennsylvania. Anyways. And I was sent with my coworker named Ollie and we were like best buds at work and magazines are cheap as shit and don't want to pay for two rooms. So they put us up in a room together. We were going there to interview. This is when like, remember when like Leah Michelle and like, like the Glee people were like a thing. Yes. They were like singing at the World Series and I had to go like stalk them around town and like see what the Glee people were up to. 
But I'm, I which could I'm, also be a real aphrodisiac. Yeah, just like the beach. And it was like, was it what? When? What month is the World Series? Is it uh, springtime? Is it summertime? Around February. October. Okay, so it wasn't that one Valentine's Day. Then it must have been like their anniversary or something. But I remember it was like, it was like Ollie and his then girlfriends. Like maybe it was their anniversary. It was some like romantic thing was happening. I in my head I remembered it being Valentine's Day, but that I guess not. So we were like sharing a room, and from all accounts, she was like super chill girl because because his girlfriend now wife is like the chillest girl, and Ollie would always give me pep talks and how I need to be a lot more like her and how I need to be like whenever I would date someone be, you need to be a lot more <laughs> like my girlfriend like, like my girlfriend how nice she's so chill and she doesn't get jealous but but anyways we slept on like there were double beds so we slept on separate beds and like I'd go into the bathroom if I was changing and like it wasn't we didn't like make it weird or anything but I remember in my head thinking like if I was his girlfriend I would so not be cool with <laughs> and like <laughs> But, but we did not hook up. It actually it seems was totally like, platonic. It, it seems like a weird thing for any company's HR department to allow, yeah, actually. Like, to right? force people to stay in co-ed accommodations. Yeah. But it always stuck with me, like, how cool she was about it. At least from my perspective. Like, he didn't ever mention the, like, she... And I and knowing her, she's, like, super trusting and chill. And now they're, like, happily married. So, you know. So, Jenny... You could be happily married pretty soon, just like my friend Ollie, who I shared a room with. I did not try to hook up with a guy that I was was my coworker that had a girlfriend. We were just friends. It was totally platonic. So right, that's my experience being the girl in the room. But I agree. If it's bothering you, bring it up. But just be mindful of how you're bringing it up. Like you don't have to be like accusatory. Yeah, definitely. Just for like sure. be like lighthearted about it. Yeah. Um, okay, next up, we have a question from Ava. Ava writes, I'm a single mom in my 30s, and I feel like I'll never find anyone because I don't know where or when to meet someone. I don't have family to help with my daughter, and I work full-time while also going to college. People in my school are much younger than me, and there's no chance of meeting anyone at work. Dating apps terrify me. I'm not into the hookup thing, and I'm scared to meet online creeps. I know you always say take a class or start a hobby to meet someone, but I don't know how a mom with no help does that. Am I doomed? Do you think she's doomed, <laughs> Emily? Well, In a word, no. Yeah. Um, longer answer. I think that it is. it is kind of ignorant to just say take a class or put yourself out there and that's really hard advice sometimes for single people to get. Yeah, and that's not what we mean either when we say like and especially like for a single mom who's like busy we're not like take a class. Right. It's more like do things that you're genuinely interested in and hopefully and like you'll just feel better about yourself. You'll feel better about yourself and like maybe you'll meet someone there but like not like oh if you take a cooking class you're going to find your husband. Like no. It's more like Start to focus on yourself. Focus on you. Exactly. Get into your best state. Figure out what it is that gets you, you know, into your top mentality and then be exuding that. And, you know, it's not the most proactive way, but at least you're doing your part to, you know, be ready for love if it does cross your path. Um, I also think, you know, go on, not dating apps, but, you know, go meet with a lot of different matchmakers. Put yourself in their networks in your town 
And, you know, if you can't become a client, then put yourself in the network of lots of matchmakers because the men who hire them are more serious and want to be more proactive about finding someone. Right, because if you're like – Or hire one if you can. Since we're using our, our bachelor terminology, if, if you yes. are on the contestant end, you're not paying for the service. You're just like one of exactly. the Exactly. You might pay a little bit for like, you know, a time slot okay. to do an interview, but you're not going to – you know, it's not – yeah, but also, I mean, I do have to say, like, props to you. You're a single mom who doesn't have family around to help out with her daughter, going to work full time, and also going to college. I mean, that's a lot on your plate. You, I think, you, yeah, you kind of maybe need to find someone who's, like, in a similar situation with you, maybe, like, a single dad or mm-hmm. – and, and hopefully try to, like, build up that network of other moms and single moms and just so you can, like, do shares and, like – one night, one of the moms will watch your daughter, and then another night, you'll watch her daughter, and that way, like you, yeah. you know, like you can go out on a date, and someone's like helping watch your watch your daughter, and and yeah, hopefully, I think maybe focus on getting a support system a little bit, which is really tough. Yeah, and but, it does, but there's like mommy groups. Like I yeah. joined, I joined like a mommy, like a Brooklyn mommy group on Slack, like which is I guess like moms are doing now instead of like Facebook groups they're like they like slack groups I didn't know that that's so, interesting yeah so I'm in like a, a mommy to be like slack group um and and I've like met like a community of moms and maybe you'll meet uh you'll meet some cool people that, that know of a cool single dad and yeah expand your network and yeah. I think she she does sound like really overextended right now so even not just like giving your daughter to a friend to babysit to go on a date but just like let a friend watch your daughter so you can have some, like, me time. Yeah. Like cause, like we were saying earlier, like, maybe you can't go to a class, but, like, you just want to feel good about yourself. So, like, yeah. you need some self-care time. Yeah, you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Props to you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny text messages from an app you want to share or uh, text messages from a phone or messages from an app that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is the art of the setup. Yes. So we talked a little bit earlier on about how you help find someone a match and what you look for step by step. But I want to know like a little bit more and like how everyday people can apply your skills for finding matches in their dating life, whether it's finding someone for themselves or setting up a friend. What skills can people use that you've cultivated? I think in terms of finding someone for yourself, it's exactly what we just talked about. You know, it's figuring out what gets you at your best and doing a lot of that. I also think just a big smile is totally underrated. If you see someone you like, why not just smile at them, make eye contact. You'll actually meet people that way. Um, So That um, is good advice. That is like an underrated thing. Like put your phone down. Put your Make eye phone contact. Down. If you're at a bar by yourself and you're waiting for your friends, do not take your phone out. It's like it's like a tick that people have, like when you're standing outside and like what like smokers do, you know? Right. Like you got to be smoking. It's like yeah. just stand there, maybe. Be yeah. open to it. We always say, actually, we tell a lot of our um, our clients if you get there first, do put your phone away. Don't like do work emails. Either get out a good book if that's more you. 
and start reading it because it's so cool if your date comes in and then you can have something to talk about. What was the sentence you were just reading? You know, it's like very easy. Or if you're a more outgoing extroverted person, strike up a conversation with the bartender or with a person of the same sex next to you. And you can actually then introduce your date when they come in. And that's another cute trick. You also have, um, I was looking, I think I found this on your website. You have advice that you give to all clients before they go on a first date. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we have a lot of different tips. We call it bespoke, like a bespoke suit. Um, So it's different for everyone a little bit. But one of our favorite tips is to figure out what your predate ritual is. Um, And that can be – it's obviously different for everyone. It could be um, doing some yoga. It could be dancing around and singing karaoke at home. It could be calling a friend who makes you laugh. But we suggest kind of putting your phone away and devoting at least 15 minutes to that activity. It can be a chapter of a book also, a crossword puzzle. There's so many different ones that I've heard. Um, But just doing something to get in touch with yourself, coming back to the theme before the date. Oh, I like that. You also have some rules. There was uh, most of mm-hmm. almost all of them I agree with except one. Okay. okay. So I'll tell you the ones I want to I don't want to Where talk did you about. find my rules? Maybe in a, <laughs> maybe in an inter- maybe in an interview. Probably. Okay. Um so the rules I agree with was don't mention an ex. Uh talk 2 to 1 about yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be like a know-it-all. Uh, the, I like the 2 to 1 rule because we always say like everyone's a narcissist, ask questions about someone else. Yeah. We totally agree with that. That's advice we preach. Um act interested. Seems like that would be obvious, but I feel like for some people it's totally not. You have to be people want to feel like you like them. You know, everyone yeah. likes that validation, so I like that. If it feels like too much, it's right. If it feels like you're showing too much interest or too much enthusiasm, you're probably like showing just the right amount. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, it's okay to send a follow up text before the guy. I like that too. This is the one that I disagree with, only mm-hmm. from my own personal experience. You're, you said dress classically. Fashion trends don't usually translate to men. You can enjoy them day to day, but for a first date, wear something timeless that you've had for years that you feel amazing in. It should be a balance between elegant and ultra sexy. Now, when Nick met me, I was wearing a bright red sequin 80s prom dress looking like a freak at a holiday party. <laughs> and he was into it. He just thought I was fashionable. <laughs> So. Yeah, well, this is definitely hard advice for you to follow because your look changes all the time. Yeah. Laura, Laura's been through about 20 different hairstyles since I met her. That's true. Um, but I would say, I guess, for most people, maybe don't wear something I too love that. Weird. And you have, to, you have to be you. I mean, so yeah. if, you know, and you have to, you know, account for fate as well and the fact that you were at that party when you met him. So, but I think that if you want to really up your chance, I mean, there are just so many people out there and you never know who you're going to connect with. And there's so, it's sad, but true. There are like people judge people on everything. So the most you can just do to let your personality shine through, if it's a totally random date, you know, I would say to do that. I actually don't even remember saying that though, because I don't think I give that tip anymore. Oh, you don't. Um, or you, you can edit it. that out if you want. But yeah, I no, think you- I did. I don't, because I haven't said that in a long so time, but advice, but I do believe it a little evolves. bit. Maybe. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. And you have to be you. And I mean, he has to love you. I mean, love you in anything. So, you know, well, I think. I think it's like don't do a trend just because it's trendy if it's not you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That. And I just, I do think, you know, some there's something we said for like the blank canvas, just like you on the first date. Yeah, if that you makes can. Sense. That makes sense. I mean, right now I'm just in like preggers overalls <laughs> but normally I'm like I would say like fashion's like a big part of my personality so like maybe wearing something kind of funky would would be yeah showing yeah. my personality so I guess mm-hmm. it depends but if fashion's not something you really care about then maybe 
just go with the classic look. Yeah. Again, it's totally different person to person. It's so hard to give like a date a dating tip that applies to that's why they're bespoke. Yes. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, I'm curious to know, do in your opinion, do people always know their type or do you sometimes find that you know them better than they know themselves? Because I find this with people that don't have a matchmaker, like what do you do when they keep going for the what they think is their type, but but it's not. It's so sad. And I mean, sometimes we hear people, you know, tell, describing to us the type of person they think we, that they should be with, and we're just completely scratching our heads over it. But sometimes with an industry like this, you have to kind of, you know, we know so many people. So yeah, we can give you that person who's literally fits into that little cookie cutter that you gave us. And maybe it's a matter of giving, setting you up with three of those people so that we build trust. And then you can let me play a little bit and you might trust me, you know, God forbid this person, you know, is from the West Coast and not the tri-state area or something like that. And then you'll be a little bit more flexible. And then a lot of magic and marriages happen that way once we build trust. But sadly, you do kind of have to show people that you can do exactly what they want when they hire you. And then after that I like that do you warn them before you do that you're like okay now for something completely different yeah yes okay. it's actually funny <laughs> it's probably like it's kind of like when you go to try on wedding dresses and they're like okay I know you right. know what looks good on you but yeah try on this ball gown right and yeah. then they're like I'm saying yes to the dress <laughs> yeah uh, alright on that note it is time for our reason of the week breakdown Matchmaking is hard, even though Emily makes it seem so easy. We are going to put Emily's matchmaking skills to the test with things other than humans in a game we call Ooh, Match that, that thing. thing. We are going to name an item, and you have to guess what it classically matches with. Okay. <laughs> I mean, some of these can be, you know, we put what There's they multiple can, answers. There might be multiple answers, but, but right. you know, we're not going to tell you that right now. If we so like, like your is it answer, time? Do I have to say it really fast? Or no, no. Okay. No. no. But, but Actually, well, some of these that we put are people. So they, oh, gosh. Well, they're, they're like classic couples, I guess. Oh. Anyways, we just, we literally Googled things that go together. Fabulous. <laughs> and then pick some things from some fun lists. Okay. All right. The first one is milk. Cookies. That's what we Whoa. have. You nailed oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Helen of Troy. Oh. Do you remember um, who she was with? That, like, God, the whole she war? was. She was with two different guys, right? Oh, and that's right, why there was right. the war. She was with Zeus, right? I don't know. And then she was with <laughs> the other guy. And then, like, okay, I'll tell there you was the, no more. The ancient... one that came up that was, like, her love is the place you lived for so long. Paris? Oh, yeah, totally. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. See, my answer would have been Trojan horse, so I would have been even more far <laughs> off than you. Oh, no. Helena was Zeus's. Okay. I'm, I need to go back to Greek oh, mythology. You know wow, I'm, I'm too super, smart. super You're embarrassed. You're just too smart for this okay. game. Um, Paris. <laughs> all right. Simba. Nala. <laughs> yes. Wine. Um, hmm. um, what does it not go with? Right? No, right? Am I right? Every day of the week. Cheese. Am Thank I? you. <laughs> Cheese. Yes, cheese. That was nice. the answer we put, but yeah, we would have accepted. We would accept it Monday night, Sunday night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Tarzan, Jane, shoes. Um, <laughs> shoe. What do shoes go with? Um, outfit. Yes. Is that okay? We have <laughs> socks. We have socks. But oh, not all shoes I was go thinking with socks. heels. You okay. kind of do need them with an If you just walked out with socks, you look a little crazy. <laughs> but you, you might have a date. Sandals or shoes. And they don't go with socks. Oh, all right. All right. 
You approved this quiz. <laughs> I'm sorry. Peanut butter. Is anyone wearing socks here? Uh, no. no. All right. Peanut butter. <laughs> um, jelly. <laughs> okay. This one is a little more British. Uh, fish. Chips. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, oh, I don't even know that girl's name. Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Weirdly, we put the green goblin. What is her name? But like, oh, that's, that, that's a, but like, that's really his villain. To, that's yeah. His like villain, yeah. the Mary, Mary Jane is Kirsten Dunst's okay. character, which cool. I think is a good answer. Yeah. Uh, finally. I, uh, by the way, my favorite kiss of all time in any movie is, is <gasps> yes, the upside, upside down down. kiss. So romantic. Yeah. I, if I'm sitting on the couch and Nick, like, I'm always like, <laughs> Spider-Man kiss. <laughs> And make him do it. He gets annoyed every time, but but he'll <laughs> but do he does it. it. But he'll do it. He's a good man. <laughs> um. Okay. Final final round. Final question. Cleopatra. Ooh, Mark Anthony. Yes. And Caesar and her many lovers. Well, she got around. Yeah. She got around. Yeah. Um. I think that was you got every single one right. Oh you my did. god. Wow. I don't even know if that's ever happened. This is why you're single I hall love of fame. It. Um. <laughs> Guys, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Emily Holmes Hahn. You can follow her on social media on Facebook. She's at LF Matchmaking. Instagram at The Last First. Twitter at The Underscore Last First. And if you're interested in using her services, well, where can people find you? You can go to www.lastfirst.com and we have a very easy little form. You can type in your information and we will get back to you within a day. Any type of people that you're like particularly on the hunt for right, right now, now that you're looking for? Oh my gosh. Um, no, I would say commitment-minded people who are cool, have worked on themselves so that they're fun and easy to work with would be my dream type of person. To right. write in. <laughs> Do they have to be New York based? New York or California right okay. now. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Coastal ladies. Yeah. And let us know. Um, you can also plug for ourselves. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Emily, for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. This was fun. Uh, and guys, you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social ourselves, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. 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 This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.